Yeah, and that you know, talking about Saudi Arabia, um, this this raises the question of what what Iran is is you know capable of or will decide to do, um, because as you say, you know, what one place that that it would be quite vulnerable to the still pretty formidable Iranian military would would be you know this. Saudi oil shipping and and oil you know refining uh, capacity, and so if you wanted to just create a lot of chaos uh, and maybe you know screw up the the U.S. economy right as the election gets going, you could just you know sort of take that out or just massively disrupt it with a with a relatively cheap um, you know attack, right? But what could they? What else could they do? Um, I mean, there's there's almost too many possibilities to talk about. I mean, that you could uh, do some kind of a kinetic attack that that again that disrupts Saudi oil operations or just disrupts oil shipping uh, in the Persian Gulf, which is very vulnerable. I mean, you know, the the tankers that come in and out of the Persian Gulf have to pass through a strait that's like 20 miles wide. This is would not be a difficult thing uh, to interrupt. Um, but you know, there's a wide range of options as long as there are U.S. personnel. Uh, in Iraq, the the militias, the Iraqi militias, who are uh, independently outraged about Soleimani because he was their sort of patron and supporter, uh, but also, you know, do to some degree take, uh, you know, take uh, uh, not marching orders, but take sort of general guidelines at least uh, from the Iranian government. They could attack U.S. interests in Iraq. Uh, Hezbollah could attack U.S. interests in Lebanon or attack Israel. Uh, you know, you could see kidnappings, you could see Iranian attempts at sort of targeted assassinations of U.S. personnel. Uh, one of the things that's been talked about is cyber attacks. Uh, that's that's certainly another way that the Iranians, and I, you know, I don't know, uh, the assessments in, in Western media have been uh, very, you know, kind of hair on fire about Iran's cyber capabilities. I don't know how accurate that is, uh, but, you know, it's certainly another way that they could uh, try to exact some retaliation. Uh, so there's a, a wide range. I mean, there's a there's a huge range. They they could also get in. You know, they could also do something in Afghanistan. Iran has been involved um, heavily in Afghanistan. You know, initially uh, backing the the Northern Alliance against the Taliban, but increasingly uh, over the last few years, they've they've developed a relationship with the Taliban. Uh, so they could get involved. You know, they could do something in Afghanistan. It's it's uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of steps that they could take. Now, I I think. I think my guess would be that that whatever they do will be calibrated uh, not to be sort of the first shots of a war to be an immediate kind of uh, you know cause to 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 start a shooting war. Uh, that'll you know they'll they'll do something that's proportionate and then wait to see how the U.S. responds to that. Yeah, which reminds us that the real threat is us <laughs> because we're, we're the ones with, right? Like, <laughs> so the, the real threat is that we did something that will make them do something that will justify us doing something worse, essentially, and killing a lot more people um, by actually, by actually what? Like, what's the, what's the worst case scenario that could be triggered with the domino effect here? I mean, at the end of the road is is a war. It's it's a like ground ground war, right? Like war. actually, now, we invade uh, the country. Uh, ground war. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know where the U.S. would would fight that war from anymore if it's uh, y- you know completely 
kind of wrecked its its status with the Iraq with the Iraqi government. I don't know where uh, the U.S. would station soldiers. You could have some, I guess, landings and uh, amphibious invasions in southern Iran or something like that. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's the that's the ultimate outcome here. And if things really go totally off the rails, is is a war. Um, you know, short of that, you could see. Uh, you know, U.S. airstrikes and and that, but it all kind of builds to the same thing because if the U.S. Uh, tries to you know really escalate to a to a full on kind of uh, air campaign against Iran, that then the Iranian military is going to have to respond to that, and it just you know spirals spirals you know further toward uh, the uh, full fledged war. I, I think. You know, there's still plenty of opportunity at this point for both countries to kind of take an off ramp and and put an end to uh, this kind of escalation that we've seen over the last uh, year or so. But it would require, uh, above all, it would require some humility and some compromise from a U.S. government that has shown no inclination toward any of those things. Uh, it would require, for example, I think, an acknowledgement that uh, even as, you know, you see Mike Pompeo and all these other people from the administration uh, and, you know, in Congress sort of decrying what a destabilizing force Qasem Soleimani was in the Middle East for his entire career, it would require acknowledging that nobody has destabilized the Middle East more than the United States. Like, it's that's our thing. we We've done it uh, over and over again uh, in a way that no other country uh, could could even imagine doing, really. Uh, so, you know, would require reflection and sort of self-examination uh, that I'm not sure I- – I know this administration is incapable of doing something like that. And I'm not sure that the U.S. government, no matter who's in charge, uh, is capable of doing something like that. So, I don't know. It's, it's – um, I-, I don't think – the Iranians don't want a conflict. Iran's allies don't want a conflict. U.S. allies don't want a war. Uh, they would like to see, you know, like the U.S., they would like to see regime change in Iran, but they certainly don't want to see a war in the region. Um, I don't think Donald Trump wants to see a war somewhere in the back of his, you know, vestigial brain. He understands that that would be bad for him politically. Uh, but he's surrounded by a lot of people who don't wouldn't mind a war and uh he's not really you know intellectually capable of uh, kind of refuting them when they they uh push his buttons which i think at this point they probably know how to do pretty well that's the end of the preview folks if you want to hear the whole episode you can go to patreon.com slash left anchor thanks for listening